Hello, y'all, at Planet Appen. Upload date is Tuesday, March 22nd. Here we go. In three, two. What a week for Atlanta sports. Our two biggest stars have left town less than seven days apart. Last week, Freddie Freeman became a Dodger. Now, Matt Ryan, by any statistical measure, the greatest Falcon of all time, has played his final game for the Falcons and is headed to Indianapolis to join the Colts. Just like Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers last week, Matt Ryan to the Colts, truly is the end of an era in Atlanta sports. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about. Pop culture, trends, news, music, endearing conversations about parenting, raising kids, personal growth. What else? Uh, what else do we talk about on the podcast, Donna? Oh, just anything that hits us. Anything that like comes along that just moves, just moves us. Kapow. Plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. So Charlotte and I went to dinner last night. We went to dinner a little bit late. So try to get a reservation from somewhere because, you know, everywhere on a Saturday night, anywhere you go yeah. is crowded. So we went to this restaurant called um, uh, Cantina 141 over kind of like in um, a suburb where we live, kind of near where we live in Johns Creek. So there was all of this talk when I booked the reservation. I mean, it's just like a, it's like a Mexican restaurant, but like a um, California kind of Baja. I mean, it wasn't like fancy. Um, But when we, when I booked the reservation, there was all this talk about um, after a certain time, you have to be 14 years or older to come into the restaurant, which I thought was very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Because out in the suburbs where we are. Kids everywhere. There's kids everywhere. And people take them to dinner, and we've talked about this before. The best place to take kids to dinner is a Mexican restaurant because there's usually like a lot of noise and stuff going Mariachi on. Mariachi bands, and nobody cares. Birthday, Feliz Navidad. You can run out of the tables and eat like chips that have fallen down from there. Nobody cares. But so this was not like a fancy one at all. But it wasn't like a basic, you know, I'll have the number two or whatever. So, anyways. Um, it was like posted like four times before we got through the front door. And I swear when, when I came in and gave our name, they looked her up and down. I'm not even kidding. Now what do we say about signs? There's been a problem. There's been a problem. If, if a business takes the time to design or come up with the idea, the concept, and then, and then design it and then print it and then tape it to the wall, there's a pattern here. But here's the funniest part of the evening that you're yeah. going to love. love okay. So we go in and they seat us. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm obsessed right now with March Madness. So, and Charlotte is too. So there's TVs, at, you know, everywhere. And so we're watching them. And um, so the guy that's the bartender is also our waiter. And he kind of looks like Fabio, sort of. Um, so he comes over and he's like, Hey, you know, talking to us, what do you want to drink or whatever? And so Charlotte is now like, we took the car that she's going to be driving because she's like practicing driving a lot. So, um, I'm like, she was like, mom, you can have a margarita because I'm driving. Because you know how they are like in that, like when they start driving and where they, like when your kids are little, you think like you can just drink and drink and drink at the Mexican restaurant. Cause they don't know any better. Just wait. Because when they get a hold of them in school, probably about fourth or fifth grade, 
anytime you have one drink anywhere, they're going to come at you. And probably rightly so, because you've told them, like, you can't drink and drive. Well, or they grab your cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And they stomp them on the sidewalk in front of you. They're going to find, like, your advert or whatever you take, your Xanax. What is that? Well, they're going to find your pill bottles because they got to go through your pill bottles and they got to take pictures of them. The, and take the them kids into go through your pill bottles? Yeah, and they take them into their teachers because, okay, you know, Donna, that's I not true. swear that they do. not true. During Red Ribbon Week, they do. Anywho, so he comes over, Fabio, who we're going to refer to as Fabio. And when he walks off, Charlotte's like, okay, awkward. He's flirting with my mom. And I'm like, Charlotte, he's not flirting. It's just a con- like we're just having a conversation. Like it's just a conversation. So then he comes back and and I ordered a coconut um, mojito. Yeah, girl, which was fabulous. And he came over and he uh, he said, "How was the coconut mojito?" I said, "Oh, it was wonderful." And he goes, "Good. I, I made it with a, a love. I included love in that." Charlotte's like, "Ew." Ew. Is, that, is that a? And then he came around. Is that a liquor? I don't know. Or a body fluid. And then he came around the back side of me and put my like fork and knife down and kind of like gave me a, a back massage while he was putting ah, my utensils down. I love it. It was very strange. And so, but then I hear him over at the bar and he's talking to this um, husband and wife and he's talking about, he'd been at the salon earlier in the day and he had this woman and she was running late and um, he had to like, it was like a lot, she had like really thick hair and he had to care to it. And I told Charlotte, I go, this is the perfect man. Because not only can he straighten your hair, he can make a coconut mojito. By golly, he can. I'm telling you. With love. With love. Well, he had to go to the back and get that. Seriously. Not just car. Seriously. So, anyways, we had a good time. What'd you have? Um, I had like a seafood enchilada. It was fabulous. We would be so forever grateful if you would take the time when you have it. And it's not often that you get that. And... Write a simple review for this podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Spotify. Uh, you don't even have to come up with words if you do the Spotify review. It's just a five-star system. You go straight to the fifth star, right, or is it the first star? Mm, do we know? Well, you want to do five stars, yeah. Right, but is, is the fifth star considered the first star or the fifth star? The fifth star is the fifth star. We'll see. Yeah, it is. Well, that messed me up. I'm the, only, I'm the one that gave us a one-star review on Apple, remember? Yes. Apple Podcasts, because they hit the first star thinking that was five. Turns out it's not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Make sure to rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Gallery Furniture Gainesville. And this episode is dedicated, Donna, to Pod Peep Jason Williamson. Oh, I love it. We're dedicating it to him. Jason replied to Saturday's issue of the letter, issue 103, I believe. Comes right to my inbox. He writes, love you guys. Keep at it. Been listening to the pod since way back in January 2020, which is when we launched. While I was looking for the Bob show, I found y'all. What was the Bob and Lou show? Bob and Lou show. I found y'all and got hooked after the first episode. Haven't missed a pod since. I'm an owner, operator, truck driver in Virginia. Unbelievable. And always look forward to listening to y'all on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. Just makes the day a little better. Thanks. Have a great weekend. God bless. I love him. He found us by accident and has listened since episode one. But here's the question. Who are Bob and Lou? I can tell you that because I responded. I replied and I said, hey, Jason, thank you so much for listening since episode one. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for subscribing to the letter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ask him a couple questions. He responds. Bobby Dumas was a radio host in Raleigh on 105.1, which I know was G105 back in the day, like a kind of like a Star 94 here in Atlanta. 
for over 20 years as Bob in the Showgram. Huge morning radio show. He walked in one morning in the summer of 2019 to start the program. And all the bosses were there and told him that they were going in a different direction and he was fired. Good Lord, that didn't end well. He was fired. So kind of like y'all did, his wife, Lou, and him started a podcast. How about that? So that's the Lou, L-U, Lou, and Bob and Lou. I love that. Thank you. Jason Williamson, pod peep in Virginia. So do you think he found us because we're lumped in with like other ex-radio people that started a podcast that are husband and wife? Uh, is there room for, to list all those names? I mean. Somewhere? Like in one document? I think so. I mean, I wonder if he ever made it down to Lou and them. To Bob and Lou, or he just question. stopped with us. We'll get that answer for next episode. I love that. Did you ever find Bob and Lou? Golly, I love There's it. There's your episode title, too. Write well, that down, there, Carl. Could, something Pons. better could come along, honestly, Carl. I'd, hold on. Did you ever find Bob and Lou? Okay. And I want to tell, I want to tell Jason that I was born in Richmond, Virginia, so I appreciate the fact that a fellow Virginianer, 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 now, how, how long were you there? You weren't there long, right? Uh, until I was like a year old, and then I left. I don't remember anything about it. Well, it's not it. like you left. Your, your parents left. Well, yeah, my dad got another job. Charlotte is our 15-year-old. She's a fresh uh, sophomore, sophomore, sophomore in high school. Just got her driver's license. She's our 16-year-old. Hello. Has not gotten her driver's license yet. Hasn't got a driver's she's license. She's working on She's 16. It. I should just start this over. Yeah, she's working on it. She has recovered fully after a 48-hour sickness event that she declared was the sickest I have ever been. And she was. Yeah. So here's what here's what happened. And if this has ever happened to you as a mom or a dad, you are just like sitting in your car right now. If you're eating something, you may want to put it to the side for a second. That's your warning. Um, so she comes downstairs. We're getting ready to go. Now, let me preface this by saying that I am in a carpool with another mom who works just as hard as like I do. And the husband, they're going in different directions like we are. And so there used to be three of us, but one of the kids now drives. So it's we're just down to one. So as you can imagine, when you only have two carpoolers in the carpool, it's important that both of you be on it. You show up all the time. So I overslept the other day. For the first time ever in a carpool situation, ever, I have never overslept. I mean, I've, I've like almost overslept. I woke up and been like, oh my God. But I literally woke up and I said to you, why is the sun up? Why is it? And I completely overslept and had missed like nine calls from the mom. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I felt horrible, horrible. So long story short, we get back in and Friday's my day and I'm like, I'm on it. And meanwhile, we've been getting there because the high school can start a little bit later. So we've been getting there too late. And the my carpooler has been having to go to detention because she's late. So now I'm like trying to get there super early, get her because there. Because of your tardiness? Well, because of everybody's tardiness. Just because... Well, who's everybody? There's only two of us. Right. Or you and Kim. You were right. So me right now. But in the past, it was some other people who will be named um, nameless. Anyway, and me who. So trying to get her there early. Got all these things going on. I mean, I'm just trying to hit 100 on this. And I... I'm like, Charlotte, we can't be late. So we, she comes downstairs and she says to me, Charlotte does, Friday, Mom, I just got sick. I said, okay, well, let's just don't go to school. Let me take my carpooler and you just stay home because I know how this is going to manifest itself and you parents do too. At some point during the day, you're going to have to come. From the school, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I can't miss AP, blah, 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 blah. I got to go, I feel fine. I said, okay, well, at least let's take a bag. No, I'm fine. Okay, so this is that point when I know better. As a mom, I should just like insist that the bag come with us, but it didn't. What were you going to say? Nothing. 
Okay, so get in the car, go pick up our carpooler. We are, mm, I'd say... Within a half mile. Within a... No, yeah, a half mile of school. Yes, I thought you meant from home. And all of a sudden, she gets that Kermit the Frog look. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, open the door, open the door. Meanwhile, I'm still driving. So I like try to pull over and this guy behind me is honking. I'm like, can you not see that now, I've got... Is, is the other carpooler still there in the car, right, too? Yes, and her expression was just like, I can't even describe it. So Charlotte is like... I can't even tell how much vomiting she's doing. And I'm like, oh my God. Meanwhile, it's getting all over my car, but I'm just trying to. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I know I'm trying to keep that face on, but I, right now I can't afford Botox. So, I mean, I did not have the proper face on. I just want to tell y'all. And so after this is all done and I go and drop Maddie, my carpooler off, I look at her and I say, aren't we the best carpoolers ever? Like I've overslept. We've got a vomiter. And you know how when you get one vomiter, then the other gets shaky. Because when someone vomits, so I could see that my carpooler was starting to get a little Kermity. And I'm like, oh God. Get out. So anywho, she, we get her to school on time, right. early, get home, and here we are. And she was in bed for 36 hours. I felt horrible for her. Oh my God. And I she did. threw up so much. I'd be in here recording, Donna, commercials, and I would hear footsteps. And then I would hear, bleh, right? That was terrible. Her bathroom was on the other side of that wall, right? It's terrible. Yeah. I, as an adult, I love a stomach virus, especially if it lasts 24 hours. Not with a child, but with me, because you are guaranteed to drop some weight. I mean, that's a quick way to get some weight off. If you need to get into like a special event outfit or something, you know, just go and touch every, like make a special trip down to like the varsity or like a MARTA station and just touch every like rail you can touch and you'll get something. I guarantee you. You'll get something. I don't know what, but. Here in Atlanta, there's been a huge overhaul of one of the biggest, other than Spaghetti Junction, one of the biggest interchanges we have in the interstate system here in the city of Atlanta. It's on the north side, and it's 285, which is the perimeter, and Georgia 400, which runs from the far northern suburbs where we are, Alpharetta, Milton, Roswell, Sandy Springs, down to Buckhead. So I'm coming back from Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I'm going, all right, just follow me here, okay? 285 eastbound from the Cobb Cloverleaf, okay? I've come up the west side wall. I don't know what that is. I hate when you say that. Okay. From go ahead. Hampton, from Hampton, I've come up the West Side Wall. Rather than go down or go up the downtown connector, rather than go through the city, I'm going around the city on the West Side. Now I'm on the top end perimeter, but I'm heading eastbound for the Cobb Cloverleaf to Georgia 400. Because they've reconfigured, you know, didn't reconfigure them, they're brand new. Now you exit nearly a full exit before you used to. The exit for Georgia 400, which is where we would get off to go northbound. Now the exit is is back at Roswell Road. Yes. So after Georgia 400 is Ashford Dunwoody. Yes. You used to just exit at Ashford Dunwoody, right? And you pray you could get over. Right, that. But now you have to, the exit for Ashford Dunwoody is right there at Georgia 400. So I blew right by it. I had to exit Ashford Dunwoody. And then I ran into a a diverging diamond interchange. And I shit my pants. One of those where you're going against, you looks like you're going towards traffic. Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Okay. I mean, imagine if you'd had one coconut mojito. Do you remember when, like, Pascal Perez, the um, Braves yes, player, yes. he just drove Legendary around story. 285? Yeah, in 1982. Am I the only grown adult that, like, when you're talking about, like, the West Side Wall and all that stuff, I've lived in Atlanta my entire life. The only way I know how to get places is by the city. Like if it says Chattanooga or Birmingham or whatever, if they ever take the cities, yes, Greenville, if they ever take the cities off the sign, I'm completely screwed. I don't know if I'm going east, west, north, south. I just know which city I'm going toward. I don't know if I'm north, south, east or west. I'm I'm just telling you, I don't know where the west side wall is. I don't know what you're talking about. The west side wall, Donna, would be the west side of Atlanta. 
285, the on the west side. Every time we come back from the airport, I'm like, I always ask you, I'm like, do I go this way or do I go around that way? Do I well, go? You can go? There are two ways to get home from the airport. There's an alternate if one of them's messed up. You can go the downtown connector, which takes you through the city. You're, you're rolling the dice. Or you take the west side wall. I have this dilemma every week when I go to the south side. And I rely on ways. However, I have overridden ways before. Why? Because I would much prefer to go. Through the down. city. Yes. Thank you. Why? Because you want to see the city. Thank you. Exactly. It's our city. Waze sends me the west side wall now. Boring. All the time. It's like, my God. If, if the, the, the little Waze voice says, vehicle on the shoulder ahead. It's like, yes, we're on the west side. Yes, there's vehicles everywhere. There are probably bodies in them. Well, and I hate on Waze when it like goes you to confirm that there's like a, um, a policeman or a, or a, a, a vehicle stopped. Yeah. It's like, is it still there? Is it still there? Have you ever gotten the warning about a dead animal? Yes. I got it the other day going to the south side. Yes. It was a deer. And it wasn't obstacle ahead. It wasn't, you know, um, car on the shoulder. It was dead carcass or something coming up. Well, that can mean a lot in Atlanta. I mean, I don't yeah. even know. Whew. Loud. Loud, loud, loud. I feel better. Atlanta Motor Speedway. Just some quick uh, some quick hits. Three o'clock start, which I enjoyed. You know, everybody didn't get there at the same time. I don't believe that they were the traffic problems that there have been in the past. What time does it usually start? Uh, noon, 1230. Oh, okay. Yeah. NASCAR is kind of shifting some of the races to a uh, mid-afternoon start. That's late, though, for people to get home. Well, let me tell you something. It didn't end. I know what time it ended because I was following on Twitter. It was like 8 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, it was like five hours. That's a long yeah. time. Because you'd normally be done at around, around 5 in the afternoon. But when you start at 3, you're done at 8. Well, I bet, when it, too, when it started earlier, people would, like, post tailgate more, like, or hang out. But now, I bet they're like, I got to get home. Like, I got to get yeah. home. You mean Shirley, after the fact, yeah. Shirley's looking for me. I got to get she home. She has called me like pulling your, a dozen times. You're just pulling your grill. You didn't even, like, pack it back up. You're just, like, pulling hot behind embers, you. Hot embers and coals and Seriously. things? Seriously. <laughs> just down the connector because you're just like, I got to get home. You're I got to get I home. Get home. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea it's going to be 8 o'clock till the race is over. Seriously. There's another two hours of traffic. But that's like that happens sometimes, like with concerts or any events. Like you've had a great time, but then at the end, you sort of get that like nervous thing where you're like, "I'm ready to get home." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you yeah. start to get almost angry, like when you're trying to get on like MARTA or public transportation or get through the city. You're like, "I wasn't thinking all this was going to be happening." This weekend's race, the Cup race, the biggie was the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. Do you know what a Folds of Honor is, Don? I think it's a flag, right? No, it's not. And I asked complete strangers this when I was at the track. What is a? Tell me what a fold. Folds of honor is actually. I do know what it is. It's that piece of skin underneath your, yes, no. like your uniboob above your C-section scar. That is absolutely what it is. It is that is a fold of honor. Because the naming rights of the NASCAR race for now eight seasons have been the Folds of Honor Quick Trip Five Hundred. When I was at the track, Donna, I spent some time with a member of the U.S. military. U.S. Navy Petty Officer, First Class, Michael Lemmy. He served our country for nine years. On December 1st, 2006, he was on the USS Frank Cable in Guam. When a boiler on the ship exploded, over 48% of his body sustained third-degree burns. Mm. 48% of his body. Temperature of the steam that was released from this boiler, 1,200 degrees. His face, oh gosh. his face is what you would think that it would be after that. His wife and three daughters were recipients of Folds of Honor scholarships. The Folds of Honor is a nonprofit organization 
provide support to the families of U.S. military men and women who have been uh, killed in the line of duty or injured or injured. I just think there are a lot of people in Atlanta specifically, but even NASCAR fans who are like, what's the folds of honor? I mean, I knew it was military years now. Yeah, I knew it was military related, but I really thought it was more related to um, the flag. I don't know why. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. U.S. Navy Petty Officer First Class Michael Lamy, who Sunday served as honorary starter. He was the one that waved the green flag to start the first lap. That's great. Of the cup race. So, Well, what was the track like? I mean, like I said, the track's been redone, right? It has been repaved. If you watched the race, you saw a lot of drafting. And I saw that Saturday at uh, practice as well. The reason why I think is this track, Donna, is a living, breathing person almost. What are you talking about? Well, imagine the, the things that have to, these cars and these engineers and mechanics, these crew chiefs, they have to, there are so many components that they have no control over. Oh, right. With the track, the, the, the heat, the coolness, the wind. It was windy. That. That, you know, when you're going 189 miles an hour, that kind of stuff factors in a lot. Yeah, definitely. So it's the first time anybody's ever run on this track Sunday. So I think that they were kind of running in packs, watching each other, seeing what they're going to do and, and what worked for this driver and what didn't work for this driver. Were fans back in, um, in the stands? It was a near sellout. That's great. Good for Atlanta Motor Speedway. Near sellout. Um, I'll put some pictures in the letter issue 104 this Saturday. Uh, the entire Bear crew was down there. Everybody on the air was there, and we were cutting up and having a good time. I uh, saw uh, John Smoltz, spent some time with Dale Murphy. Cole Swindell said to say hi. Oh, my gosh. I love him. Travis Denning was there. Uh, Brent Cobb was there. And uh, Bradley Gilbert was the Grand Marshal. Fantastic. He did a concert before before the actual race in the infield. I just I, I flash back a lot. Donna. You know, 15 years ago, I would spend five days at the track for each NASCAR race. What'd you smell like when it's time to come home? Horrible. Ugh. Horrible. I look back now and I'm like, my God, I should have been arrested just to have been arrested maybe for nothing in particular, maybe, but just, I should have been arrested. Well, okay. Let's don't put that out there. For some of the crazy, crazy things that we all did. But it, I mean, like, why do you feel bad about it? Well, there was, there was just some moments that, that, you know, you're not proud of. Were we married then? Well, yes and no. Oh. There was a period when I was married to her. Uh-huh. And then uh, there was a period, we were not married, but there was a period when we were dating. Uh-huh. Because one year, one race, you suddenly decide that you're a NASCAR fan. And you're coming. You're coming You're coming with me to the race. Well, I, I didn't think that was a good idea. And so I said, Donna, who drives the number 48 car? Dale Jenkins. Exactly why I didn't think that it was a good idea that you got. I don't think that was the reason you didn't want me down there. But okay. if you don't know the sport, why, what interest would you have? Okay. And then you showed up. Remember? Well, you showed up, Donna. You no, showed up at the track. But I actually was hanging out with another two miles from your house. But I was actually hanging out with another radio station and a friend of mine, if you recall, that worked for a different radio station. And per usual, I couldn't find you and you didn't get back to me. But I think that was way before texting and stuff. Like, I don't even know how I was trying. I probably was like, had you on like a Nextel. Like, over. You did. Caddy over. You did. You had me on a Nextel. Like, over and out. Are you here? Alive? Where are you? I'm here. Well, where, where, what do you mean you're here? Where's here? I'm at the track. I don't think it was what? like that. What? I don't think it was like that. My God. I loved it. I mean, it was a great time. I saw you. I didn't see you at the track. Oh, uh, I know I didn't see you. No, yeah. Mm-mm. I have my own thing going on. Thank you. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I passed a ditch on my way in through the infield tunnel Sunday. 
And I flashed back, Donna, to sleeping in that ditch back around 1999. And me coming to on Sunday morning when the sun's just coming up. Mm. And there's about 10,000 cars that have passed me already. Mm, going mm, into the mm. track, going into the infield. Nope. Again, nobody stopped. This was pre like TikTok where they could have taken a picture and been like, look at this guy. Yeah. Is, wait a minute. That's Kelly Jack. But did somebody stop and just say, are uh, you okay? No, are no, you? It was, it was, it was more of a, um, more of a ravine actually. Um, so you couldn't actually see my body from the road. You, you've been known to hang out in ravines a couple of times. I don't know what that means. Well, I've had to pick you up from a couple of ravines. Uh, John, Cho, or where? That where I was I like, encourage you to. Is that you? I couldn't make you out. I'm like, is that him? Like, there was like 10, 10 people. And they're like, I'm like, where are all the people that came out of the back gate? And they're like, oh, they're over here in this area. Park right there and put your, uh, the, the guy who ran the back gate was like, put your, um, your hazards. Bright, no, put your bright uh, lights on and just see if you can go up and down the road, the dirt road, yeah, find out, you find identify your, them, your partner, see who you need. Are you taking home? I said, Oh, yeah, those that's like a 17, 18, a 21 year old, right. 22. There he is, the 45 year old <laughs> in the khaki shorts. Let me get him. Now, I will tell you a story on me. Like, because when you're talking about like we're sleeping outside, like, I am not proud of this story. As I'm I've sure got you're several. not, I've got you're several. You I've got several that you're not proud of. Oh, I've got dozens of them. I've I've only slept outside one time when I didn't intend to. And that was here, right? Right. And so I got out of the Uber and I felt like I was going to get sick. I don't even know where we had been. I think we'd been at some whiskey fest or something. And I felt like I was. No, we had been. Yeah. And I felt like I was going to get sick. So you know how like when you're just like, I got to lay down right now, like, or I'm going to fall down. And damned if you didn't leave me by the mailbox. Okay. And you went upstairs and got into the house. Do you know, anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, that there was an estate sale in my cul-de-sac the next morning? And I wake up and same thing. I'm like, why are there birds chirping? Where am I? I'm on the grass. Why does my head hurt? I could have been. Why do I have bruises? Yeah. I'm curled up like a little baby capuchin monkey beside our mailbox in the cul-de-sac. You never came down and checked on me. I did. I, I could did. have been eaten by coyotes. I, I came down and checked. You're not telling a story exactly the way it happened. Okay, how did it happen? How, um, how does that go? How else does that go? I'm saying I slept by my mailbox. No, no, you did. And I left you there. Who does that? Someone who has been yelled at and told by the person who is hugging the mailbox to leave them alone. Oh, well, but yeah. when someone says that, You're you abusive. don't... Oh, please. You were abusive. And oh, so I had no choice oh but to leave you. God. Okay. By the mailbox for the coyotes to eat me and everyone who's coming in for the- Estate sale. Estate sale Next to door. see me. Yeah. I still had my purse wrapped around me and my phone in my hand. And a wristband, I'm sure, from the I'm concert sure. or the whiskey festival. Something. Or VIP wristband or something. What a mess. Well, I slept in the grass, for God's sake. I, we've all been there. Or I have have been, we? I've been there several times. Well, yeah, okay. it's, not, it's not a good look. When else it's have not, you slept oh, outside? I'm not talking about that. But it's just not a good look when the sun comes up and you're in someone's yard. Why would you be in someone's yard? It's a really long story. Okay. All right. And they say, sir. What do they say? They say, oh, I think it's a kid. Oh, no, again. It's okay. a 40-something-year-old man. Right. No, I wasn't, I wasn't in my 40s and 70s. Okay. All right. All right. We can check all that off. <laughs> what a mess. Seriously, Donna. Donna, Donna, Donna. Donna Gallery normally gets at least two trucks a week. Week before last, she got six. 
Wow. Six trucks of furniture, six trucks of mattresses. Brand new stuff. All brand new, good looking stuff too. Yeah. I was up there uh, last week and then I walk in and, and as Donna warned us two episodes ago when we had her on the podcast, uh, ask for Donna, ask for the Wolfman. The, she had mattresses stacked to the ceiling. She has mattresses stacked to the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just stacks of them everywhere. She has so much stuff, she can't get it all in. To, they, they've got a 16,000 square foot showroom in Gainesville. Lots of mattresses, including the one. Don and I laid down. Come over here. Caddy, lay down with me. Um, if you're hosting for Easter, which is coming up sooner than you think. Easter's, yes. what, three weeks away? Yes. And you need a dining room table, whether some formal, some more casual, uh, tons of them, some beautiful, beautiful sets. The new look, Donna, is this farmhouse style. Yeah, it's big right now. Okay. The new look with your, or the new trend with your, your dining room tables is the bench. I mean, that's been going on for a while now. Yeah. It's very, it's very trendy, but I like the look. Yeah. Like there's four new sets Donna got on these six trucks that feature a bench. Cause I said to her, the bench is still in. Well, it's good too. If you have a big family and you've got a lot of kids, you can, you can stack them up on, on that. You can fit four on there. Bench. Yeah. Scoot and they, in kids. Scoot in. Yeah. They think it's fun. It's also getting to be um, patio weather. And I know she's got great stuff for outdoors. So again, we keep saying this is not, um, they're not a one trick pony here. It's not like there's just like recliners or us or, you know, sectionals. We got it. I mean, they have it all. So if you need anything and stop before you go somewhere, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, dang, I got to get a mattress. Don't go to those big box places that have mattresses because all they do is mark them up to mark them back down. And then take your money and hold it. Yeah. And she's got the same great mattresses. So no matter what you need, go up there and um, do yourself a favor. Shop with her first. Queen mattresses start at $3.99. That's start cheap. Start at $3.99. That's cheap. At Gallery Furniture. You want sectionals? Uh, Donna's got them. Some are stationary. Some are reclining. It's up to you. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for the Wolfman. May 21st. Put it on the calendar. It is the uh, parking lot party. May 21st. It's Saturday in Gainesville. Food trucks and fun and a Wolfman lookalike contest to win a gazillion dollars. What I think would be fun with that is if a woman dressed up. Would that be inappropriate? I don't think it would be. No. A woman dressed up as the Wolfman. I love that. Donna's father, who was the star of the TV commercials back in the 80s and 90s. Thank you, Donna, for your support of the podcast. We are also very grateful for support from Atlanta's hometown airline, Delta, from T-Mobile, Brightmore Healthcare, and Ford, built Ford Tough, the F-Series, and Ford, the best-selling truck on the road, 46 years now. Scoop your Ford F-Series truck and a lifetime powertrain warranty at Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. When the boss books you for travel and you're staying at a Paramount property, you got to monitor your excitement at home. You can't act too thrilled about being on the road next week for business and traveling. But you're staying at a Paramount property. We get it. Comfortable, spacious guest rooms. Free high-speed Wi-Fi. Fitness centers with quality cardio equipment and free weights to keep you healthy on the road. A hot breakfast and a business center to keep you productive on the road. 
At Paramount, we believe that you deserve more than just a place to stay. We want you to start every morning fresh. Whether you're with us for a night, a few nights, or settling in for a few weeks. The Paramount portfolio includes the Hampton Inn at Georgia Tech, the Courtyard Carrollton, the Courtyard LaGrange, a new dual courtyard and residence inn by Marriott in Knoxville, a brand new element by Weston and Baton Rouge, and three properties in Noonan, Hampton Inn by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott, and Home Two Suites by Hilton. I'm Cadillac Jack, and when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family, and you will be too. You'll find everything you need to stay energized, active, and whole. Because time away from home shouldn't mean time away from life. The letter is our e-newsletter component to this podcast. It's a fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. Always topical, funny memes, and you can, uh, uh, you can suggest them and send them in, and we'll give you spot credit in the letter. I got my letter this week. I'm very excited. Have you not been getting it? Nope. Okay. It's been in your spam, I bet, right? It has. Okay. Also, we do uh, the latest country music headlines, uh, news stories. We do uh, trends, you know, uh, links and conversations we had on the podcast, two episodes each week. If there's additional information that we promise you, you're going to find it in the letter, if I remember to put it in. Now, we were supposed to have a pork chop recipe from Rosemary. Rosemary did not come through. She did not turn in her. So I know she listens every week. And Rosemary, we still love you, but come on. We still want your pork chop recipe. Yes. I mean, for God's sake. If you listen to the end of last episode, to the very, 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 very end, there was a conversation that we had with Pod Peep, Rosemary. We also do all uh, alternate titles. Don and I have no control and don't even know what the episode is going to be titled until we download it the day of down, you know, day of release like you do. But we make notes, as you've heard me do during this episode so far, I have, is, is that a liquor or a body fluid? Okay, that's gross. We're talking about your, Fabio. your boyfriend, bartender. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you ever find Bob and Lou? Yes. Another possible episode title. It's not going to make it because we don't come up with it, but we always list alternate episode titles and include them in the letter. Uh, from last week, Donna. These are the ones that didn't make it. Um, being old doesn't give you a pass to be rude. That is 100%. Talking about the, the ladies at Brightmore heckling. Yes. For playing uh, poorly. Unacceptable. Hymnals. It's tough to find a good piano player these days. Tuner, good piano tuner. What did I say? I'm sorry. Yeah, player. And that too, obviously, yeah. with you. But yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm kidding. Donna's here. Yeah, but the tuner. You can't get a tuner. I mean, COVID, no, nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wanted to tune a piano before. Can I tell you something? I went to go see Tuck Howard son play baseball last week. About 30 minutes from here. Etowah High School in Cherokee County is where they played. Jake goes to Alpharetta High School. Are you going to tell me the umpires didn't show up? No, I'm going to tell you I went to Bojangles across the street. Oh. At 6.15, 6.30. It was a doubleheader. I was going for the second game. I don't think their lights are on. And I'm like, what's, what's going on at Bojo? They don't have any people. I drive through the, through the drive through and there's a sign. It says we close at 3. 3 in the afternoon. Yes. They All don't right. even serve dinner anymore. Starving I am. Starving. Supper. Supper go, is off limits. I go to the next little shopping center. I see a Marco's Pizza. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm starving. So I sent Tug a text. Hey, I'm going to grab us a pizza. No, you're not. Be right in. Well, it took about a day to get it. As I'm leaving... There's this pretty big party coming in, family and friends, I think, maybe 10 people. And the girl, the register stops them. Says, like, don't come in here. I shouldn't say that. She, she got close. She said, we can't serve you. No one will take your order. And you have to eat on paper plates. Get to this work. pandemic is over. Get this has got to stop. Uh, real quick, some other alternate titles from last week. No one was harmed during the robbery of this bank. Talking about the Bank of America. Bank robbery from the, uh, the Black Panther director. Kanye, where are you at? Pete, 
in bed with your wife. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Text left on red. Red is the color R-E-D, no spaces, left on red. To the number 22828. To subscribe for free. Let's add two songs to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Another component, a third component of this podcast. Cadillac Jack, my second act. Um, I'm going way back. I mean, on the way, way. Remember when they used to say, let's go back on the way back machine. Yeah, remember when you be, like if it takes- yeah, I remember when you'd be skating and they'd be like, let's go way back. I mean, what, what could that have been when I was skating? Like to like, I mean, like what would it be? Like Bible. colonial music? I don't him, even him, know. Hymns. Anywho. Him the originals. I am adding Brandy. Do you remember this song? I do. Okay. Who sang this song? Well, Brandy was the name of the band, wasn't it? No. That's no. Looking Glass is the name of the yes, song. Yes, that's Brandy, right. Brandy was. No, Brandy is the name of the song. Looking Glass is the band. Oh my God, it's so good. Why, why this song? Where did this come from? I heard it the other day, like on a uh, patio, and I was like, on a patio somewhere. Yes, and I'm like, this is such a good like summer patio song. Uh-huh. And so the the key of the story is it tells the story of a musician torn between his love for a life at sea and his love for a barmaid. Because Brandy was like the barmaid; she'd serve him all the drinks. You know when they were singing it, like they had on like Barry Gibb type, like they had like a, a sailor cap. No, but like they had their like shirts. Paul Anderson. Were, yes, I'm old a, agent Paul Anderson. Oh, my God. He would always dress as a sailor when he'd come to town. He did not dress as a sailor. Donna, we went to dinner, and he was he was looked like he joined the Navy, signed up to the Navy. In the Navy. Oh, my gosh. You, you're dangerous, the stuff that you put out there. Like, what are you talking about? Paul, let me tell you something. He sat like a cat. Remember his legs were... Well, he always... He's just like... That's how Kenny Chesney sits. He's very little, and he just would like... Because he, he, he was such a great conversationalist, and he wanted to hear everything, so he would like... Curl his little legs up like Indian. I don't think you can say that anymore. Crisscross Chris applesauce. applesauce. Yes, let me get this right. Yeah, seriously. And uh, don't come at me. And then like he would like to hear your stories. But he was not wearing a sailor suit. And I'm telling you, he is litigious because I have walked this path with this well, man before. And an agent. And right. I'm just, I want to put dangerous this. dangerous combination. Okay, I'm putting this out there. Sounds good in theory. It's not. I did not say that, Paul. You and I are in a good spot and let's just stay there. Not you and me, him. I mean, we're in a good spot, but me and Paul are in a good spot. Who's who's, who's not in a good spot? Let's go there. Uh, you? Well, you're not going to be with him after you put that out there. That he had on a sailor suit. Donna, he he enlisted in the Navy. He did. He had the little scarf. Stop. Paul Anderson has rocks the ascot. Yes. There's another episode title right there. Hundred percent. He does. Down. Paul Anderson rocks. He spelled oh, ascot. Thank God. A S C O T. Did you know we, we gave away ass? We put a pause between ass and fault at Atlanta Motor Speedway Sunday. It's like you have. I Congratulations! Mean, I, you won some ass. Fault on the daily. I have people say that you have like the humor of a nine-year-old boy. I'm like, yep. Yeah, I do. But we gave it away. It was the, it was the asphalt from the old from the old track. Got it. The new track debuted Sunday. Just what you want. Call it ten. You get ass. What did that come in? Like a, a Ziploc bag? I'll, or I'll include a picture in the letter because I wondered if it's a huge chunk. I'll show it to you. Okay, uh, that's all right. Oh. Okay, let's move on. All right. Where were we? I'm going to add my song. Oh, okay. Song two for this episode. Yes. Brantley Gilbert. We have never added a Brantley Gilbert song. Uh, correct. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, listen. I spent some time with Brantley to, to, to track Donna. And he's a fine boy from Jefferson. From Jefferson, Georgia. He's you better a, he's believe it. He's become a great dad. He's fabulous. He's a great husband. He and is. Brantley would tell you. 
there were many days, nights, and weeks, and months, and probably years when maybe he wasn't. Yeah, no, no, I I, th- I love husband. Brantley. Yeah, I love Brantley. Yeah, he's got that voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Bottoms up. Oh God, boys. Okay. Add that one for Cadillac Jack. All right. Maren Morris was. Did you know she was on the cover of Playgirl? Playboy. Can you, can you get anything straight? Playboy. This was a long while ago. It was well, a while it wasn't, ago. It was three years ago. Yes. Less than three years ago. Yeah. It, it's not so much that she was in Playboy that I'm interested in. I think her comments are really, really good. Um, she she said, um, you know, she was in Playboy in 2019. She got a lot of hate, but she is the proudest that she said she showed country female sexuality in its realist form here. Um, she had just had a baby. And so she says, we are new as women. Listen to this. We are nuanced. We are messy. We're stretch march in the most beautiful way. Don't sleep on us. That's us women. Because we tell you down-home stories in the most unflinching, gorgeous lane. Don't forget it. But this is um, the, the thing. The other thing that she said was, I am never saying I'm trying to get my body back again. Um, and I think that's really good. She says, you know what? No one took it. I didn't lose it like a set of keys. The pressure we put on mothers to snap back is insurmountable, deeply troublesome. You are and always were a you-know-what badass, and yeah, I'm proud. Um, I think that's really good. I think that's, you know, I think it's that's important because, listen, when I had kids, there was no Instagram and there was no um, filters. And I would joke with people, you know, because I had kids like, Back to back to back, the girls back to back, and so it was like I carried around thirty pounds from the first baby, and then the second baby comes, and then the, you know, and it's not easy. And like I will never forget after I had my first, um, after I had Olivia, who's now eighteen, I took my skinny jeans to the hospital, and I couldn't put one leg in them because I just thought that after you had the baby, you like. The baby was gone. So wouldn't you be able to get back into your normal clothes? And I remember just being so devastated and your hormones are all over the place. And I just think that there is just this unrealistic expectation for women and men don't have to live up to this. They just don't. And, uh, no. Oh, you think men do? When you get done, I have a comment. But at any rate, I think, um, if you have someone who is pregnant or just had a baby or you're, you just had a baby, here's my word, grace, give yourself grace. You know, I always think like you, you cooked this human, you made this person. So there's going to be some leftovers. Okay. After you cook it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Ignore that man over there. But anyway, which one, which one is the picture of her? Give yourself grace. I just did it. It's not, that's not the cover one, but anyways, you can find it. Okay. What were you going to say? Can you imagine if Cole Swindell had a baby? Let's remove the baby. If Cole Swindell decide, decided to. Um, go on the cover, go do a photo shoot for Play Girl and take his top off and appear because she's wearing real short shorts. Maren Morris is in, in her photograph, I believe, on mm-hmm. the cover. And then a top, very a, a tight top or a small little piece of like a napkin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you imagine if Cole went out with a fig leaf over his junk and, and no shirt on? I'm, I'm here Maren, for that. Maren, okay, exactly my point. I, I think Maren would probably be one of the first women to go at him for doing that. Oh, I see what you mean. Because she's a bit of a prude. Marin is a prude? I believe so, yes. No, she's not. Yes. She's not a prude. I could see where some, they might be like, oh, what are you like pandering to the women or something? Exactly, yes. Yes, yes. but she's not a prude. Trust me. Mm. If Cole wants to appear in a fig leaf, a fig I'll hold it. And no shirt. I mean, I'll hold it. I'll hold the fig leaf. 
Ed Sheeran says later. I do not want to see him in a fig leaf. I'm telling you right yeah. now. Oh, no. If you're listening on upload date, it's March 22nd, 032222. This Sheeran, podcast has gone off the rails. Ed Sheeran said, no, it hasn't. Ed Sheeran oh. says later this week, going to have some new stuff for you. I've got something else that's a bit more of a curveball. We've got the first thing of it dropping in 10 days. I don't think it's going to be a massive hit in New Zealand, though. I've got to be honest. It's more going to be a big hit somewhere else. When you hear it, you'll, you'll understand. You'll be like, yeah. Over the summer, Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth, the punk British band, he had a conversation with a friend of his who is a music writer for a magazine over there. And, and he was talking about this collaboration that he and Ed Sheeran were going to do. And he said to his music writing friend, please do not publish this. For a, you're going to hear Danny Filth explain it right now. But, of course, he wrote about it, and it got out. And I think that this is the song that's going to be released later this week. Here is Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth. Our bigger stories of the last few months was the story that you we're in communication with pop superstar Ed Sheeran. Honestly, I don't really like talking about it because it kind of supersedes and overshadows everything else. The thing that really interests me with that, if we would undertake that, is the juxtaposition between what we do and what he does. And I think it's a real, it would be a challenge to undertake. What we do, he says. Danny Phil says what we do. Do you know what they do, Donna? They're like a metal band. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Buckle up. This is a song from Cradle of Filth, Her Ghost in the Fog. That's angry. What happened? What happened happened to Danny Filth when he was a little boy? I mean, that's just angry. Again, that's like all that music that I was telling you about that I heard at that festival that time where those people just need hugs. What is wrong with him? Well, it's a girl, too. It's a woman and him. Oh, it's Danny Filth and, and, and a second member of Cradle of Filth. I found a review in the UK for this song. The guitar and the vocal is just exceptional. It should be the best Cradle of Filth song. It's one of the best gothic metal songs in the world. I love it. Some other posts. The lyrics are probably their best, not to mention the music. And the voices are amazing on this song. They're best of all time, in my humble opinion. Are they Who listening are these to the same kids thing? On drugs? I mean, seriously. The kids are on drugs in the UK. The drugs are, they've taken over. It's one of the greatest songs in the world, another post writes, or another poster writes. I just love it, and Danny's voice is amazing. Uh, let's listen one more time. Yeah, I don't hear it. You hear it, Donna? You hear it? Is his voice amazing? Did you have a kid growing up in your neighborhood who listened to this type of music? You're always worried they're going to light your house on fire? Well, I, I did, and I'm saying I've never, I've never spoken of this before. Oh in my God! Life. Oh God! Next episode, I'll tell you the story. No, because this was like, I mean, we had like Led Zeppelin and stuff. Because I'm uh, old, deeper than that. I'm old, deeper than that. This is like Judas Priest and stuff. Deeper than Judas Priest. Mm. Angst and and bitterness. What rage. from? I, who knows? At that early I, age, I don't, I don't know what what little Gary <gasps> had been exposed to. Did you have to like? I your- think honestly, Mister Snickerbomb next door. I think it had been. Gary saw, he showed his to Gary. Stop it now. I've never spoken of this before. Okay, stop speaking never. of it. Okay, stop speaking. I always, I always wondered about Mr. Snickerbaum. Okay, all right. He'd wear those uh, the banana hammock bathing suits to the, to the neighborhood pool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, all the other dads wore regular bathing trunks. Okay. You know? I'm not going to go here. I refuse. I refuse awkward, to participate. Awkward, awkward, awkward. 
All right. Well, I think we're done. Uh, well, I think we probably are. Yeah. Yep. Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act of the podcast from Music for Nations Records. That is um, Danny Phil's record label, by mm. the way. We have to give them credit since we played a hook there. Ed Sheeran on Instagram and Heavy Consequence Music Blog from the UK. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Subscribe to the letter, text left on red, no spaces, red is the color, to the number 22828 to subscribe for free. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell in Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. 